Hello and welcome to Doing Time, episode 10, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian and friend Jackie Cooper. And friend. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, we talked about what we were going to uh, discuss today. Usually I, the first question I ask is how much time have you done? Right. And that's like how much time have you done in a psych ward therapy? So I'm like a, a hot 15. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so whatever set you have prepared. Just, yeah, just maybe. just start now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know you said that you haven't personally been in a psych ward. So why yeah. don't you explain everything and whatever, you know, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Also, for people who um, are triggered, which... Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, for there people is who a... are triggered, get the fuck yeah. over it. Just kidding. But um, good start. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, just we're talking. gonna talk about graphic information, so yeah. But I, but it's, it's just a warning to people because yeah. some people get you know I I get it. Absolutely, I think that's important. We're yeah. talking about like sad stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. I I have I haven't spent time in a psych ward myself. Mm-hmm. Um. My brother spent a lot of time in a psych ward. He passed away last year. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird because people are like, I'm sorry, and I want to be like, Oh, it's okay. And then yeah, I'm like, like, oh, it's not... I can't say that. Like, right. you, like it, what, what a you, dick what to you, be like. Not to, like, do you just say thank you? I No, I go, it's okay. And then I laugh and I go, I mean, it's not, but I, I'm fine. I'm really awkward yeah. about it. I mean, it only happened two years ago, so I'm still like, and I didn't tell people for a really long time. Like, I kept it kind of like a, oh. I just moved here. So it was here. two years ago? Or... It was two years ago. Okay, but, two but years you ago. mean a year since you moved here. Oh, oh my God! Did I say he died a year yeah, ago? Yeah, see, like, it wait, feels what? like a year. No, it happened two years ago. Um, two years ago, this past October, which was it, we're in October. Yeah. So, oof, oof, heavy. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so he died from an, a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. So, and like I think for me, they're like, and for my parents, probably we don't talk about it a lot. But there's yeah. like big questions of like. What like was it suicide or accidental? Mm-hmm. What do like opioids have to do with it? Like fentanyl, which is like, it's so many complicated things. I know what fentanyl is. Yeah, like it's it's bad it's bad news bears. It kills people. I'm yeah. I yeah, would know. it's like right. It's yeah, and and that's why I kind of brought you on too. Is like I just want to talk about because I don't really talk about. I mean, I talk about how I can relate and myself, and I've never like fully gone through my story and yeah. kind of just like where I started and where I ended. I go through like bits and pieces because I can you know feed off of other people's stuff right but that's why i brought you on because like i just because you want to talk about about yourself i mean yeah why else okay (laughs) but no but my brother struggles with addiction and is currently using heroin so uh and i don't know that for a fact but i have a feeling because i haven't talked to him in like over a year so yeah i mean that's i think that's the weird part and i think it's like a weird part about being a sibling versus a parent my brother's still like my brother ended up being very close with my parents which was Mm -hmm. also difficult but like like there was never like there was never really a huge like falling out or anything so he was close with them um and lived with them at the end but I like like I don't remember our last conversation like I don't you know I have very few memories of him growing up just because since I was like 10 he was in and out of mental hospitals and rehabs and psych wards and all of that like how much time have I done in a psych ward like I've spent Christmases in psych wards like celebrating the best place to celebrate a holiday not to (laughs) it's it's sad and but not to like make it worse but i just want to ask you a question um 
because this it. is how I feel with my brother because yeah. I've spent I've taken time off of school to go visit him at boarding school mm-hmm. uh, I have also I I got a call two weeks ago from a debt collector because my brother goes to hospitals goes to detox goes out and they're like you owe us money and he's like on the streets doing whatever right so my question is is like when you went to Christmas like did you feel like it was all about him and like your Christmas was ruined or like how did you feel about that because that's how I always was like selfless and then at a certain point I was like wait this isn't right it's so weird I'm like still struggling to figure this out I need to go back to therapy um <laughs> but like be your... <laughs> yeah like uh this Drew, is your couch thank you so much um yeah no like I I think I'm very lucky in that my parents made sure that I was always, like, we were both equal priorities, just in different ways. And so I, yeah, my parents, like, huge shout out to them. I never felt like everything's about my brother. Like, literally, I always felt incredibly important and taken care of. But I also had a very uh, strange and unique experience in that I went to boarding school when I turned 14. Not when I turned 14, but for freshman through senior year of high school I was at boarding school so my parents and my brother lived in LA Mm -hmm. I went to boarding school in Massachusetts so I was like 3,000 miles away and it was like a prep school like it wasn't like the boarding schools my brother was going to boarding schools for like being a bad kid and I was going to boarding schools where did he go he went all over Utah just like all over Utah my brother went to like North Carolina and then I forget other another place yeah everywhere dude yeah and I I mean so like I just remember like Christmas Day used to be like getting like get on the plane to Utah or like whatever like that was just you're normal yeah and so I like but they made sure that I I was very taken care of I think um I don't know I think like I it's weird now that he has passed away Mm -hmm. it has forced me to be more honest with myself about my own mental health issues right and that has been I think like one of the harder personal things about like him not being the constant person that we're all watching out for like I, whenever I got a phone call from my mom when my brother was alive especially when things were really bad my first thought was what happened with Donchin his name was Donchin um what happened with Donchin or is, is Donchin alive is Donchin dead like what happened so when he, yeah it's so bad dude it's when my so mom bad. doesn't answer the phone don't even get me started. When my parents don't answer the phone, especially now that my brother has died, yeah, what I'm do you like, think? oh, when my parents don't answer the phone, they're both dead in my head. <laughs> they're both. I once had like, yeah. I remember I was walking yeah. in Wrigleyville. I was walking. <laughs> they're not just the mom. Just no, they're dead. Well, they yeah, died. Yeah. I will come up with like the most insane stories. I mean, this is anxiety, right? And oh, especially, for sure. And it's like PTSD anxiety. from having, like, I'm sure you from having to he- find out things about your brother and like right. getting phone calls and stuff. Like, yeah. you do get like certain sorts of PTSD from it, even if it's not like. I don't know. I mean, I did experience it myself. I was going to say, like, even though it's not my own experience, but my own experience is, like, like, my 16th birthday, my mom came to my boarding school to visit me. It was, like, rushing me out the door, rushing me out the door to, we were going to go to New York together. And I was like, why are you rushing me? Like, all my friends want to say bye to me. It's my birthday. Right. And she was like, I'm sorry. I have to tell you this in the car. Your brother overdosed last night. He's in the hospital. The reason we had to get out of your dorm is because I have a phone call with his doctors in 15 minutes. I just remember being like, dude, yeah. Oh, okay. You're like, so it's not my birthday anymore. Right. It's not my birthday anymore. Except 
it I mean we're still going to New York for me you know like right. we're still but you're still it's the, the experience is different right because it's hindered a little bit even though it's not completely it's I like mean, your mom might act a little different because she's like dealing with that there's a huge cloud over it that's what I'm saying and like I even remember oh god I'm, I was such a nosy kid, too. Like, I'm such a, like, I'm a busybody. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to my brother on the phone that night, and he was like, oh, it's your birthday. And I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. And he mm-hmm. was like, I was like, how are you doing? He was like, ask, oh, my God, this is also complicated. Like, it makes no yeah. sense. But my mom and her brother had a falling out a long time ago. Okay. And my brother and his, like, my brother's schizo, or was schizoaffective, which mm-hmm. means both schizophrenic and, like, it means you have the it, brain issues of schizophrenia, but it yeah. but it appears as depression. It's, I don't yeah, know. you know, it's like, a lot. I don't even we, fucking know. Me and Meg know. talked about it last okay. episode, so, like, it's weird. go listen to the episode go if you really want to Go listen to the last know. episode yeah. if you know what schizoaffective <laughs> disorder is. Yeah. Also, ask my therapist, because yeah. <laughs> she's the one who explained it to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I uh, he, like, told me, he was like, talk to Joey, my mom's brother. Like, he he'll know why I overdosed. And I was like... What? Like, geez. oh, was he paranoid or something? Yeah, super paranoid. But I freaked out, and I was like, do "Oh, it has." You... Okay. I was just like, "It has to do with Joey." And I spent my birthday night like finding Joey's phone number yeah, online, like, like, ruminating, and and I called him from a hotel room, mm-hmm. being like, "I need to talk to you about my brother." He and my mom hadn't talked in years. Like, I was cr- I was being crazy. I was being no, weird. he like made you what he was. Right. I mean, right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that you paranoia. in that state. My brother's done that to me so many times right. that I'm like, am I also, do that, I also have Asperger's? Yeah. Like, what is going, because he, like, does things, too, where he's, like, so socially off, or, like, he'll say yeah. things that are, like, irrational. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And that's happened to me, too, where, like, my brother on um, my birthday, he Love it. got clean. So that was like, happy birthday, Drew. And I was like, it's not about you, but cool. You're off heroin. Like, you know, like. Love that. Exactly. Thanks, bro. And then the next, he got a year clean. And the next, my my birthday, he, he relapsed. So like, I cried on my birthday. I was like, fuck you for ruining my birthday. Like, you I relapsed. cry every birthday, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, just. He like, re- <laughs> he relapsed. And I was in the hospital on my birthday. But I don't know if my mom had to go take care of it, but it was something about him. And I was like, there's not one day. Right. That it's like all about me it's right like one day dude. oh of course yeah i mean i like especially because i've been in the performing arts since i was very little like yeah. i've always like <laughs> this is gonna sound so annoying but like i've always had the opportunity for it to be about me like mm-hmm. my parents will come to my plays like my right. brother will come like everyone does have to pay attention maybe that's why i'm like always like yeah. now i do stand up because everyone has to because well, it's like me. see me yeah look i'm at here me. too i'm important and yeah. i can make jokes about it because Exa- i'm funny and i'm smart yeah. even though i'm sad exactly that's no i that's my whole that's, life I that's literally every con- that's why you can do an entire podcast about yeah <laughs> because it's like it's so interesting too it's like in to just go back to what you're saying about like feeling that you're almost manipulated by their psychosis a little bit yeah yeah um and that's and and, and it's not even negative i'm just saying that's what happens i remember uh, i might have mentioned this story before but my brother was like i uh looked up how to kill myself i looked up like the way to angle a gun in my mouth how to kill myself but they wouldn't give me a gun because i have past history with mental illness or being he's he's said that he has mental illness in hospitals to go on the psych ward to get the drugs to then leave use the drugs and then relapse on heroin so it's like this whole thing where like he's he doesn't even have really mental health issues i mean he might but like his main issue is really addiction right so 
in that and he he called me from diving practice and was like I if you call you need to call dad and tell him to help me and give me money because I so it was something like that along those lines and I was like oh okay and he's like dad won't answer me and I'm gonna kill myself if dad doesn't and it's really I need money from dad if he doesn't answer me I'm gonna kill myself and that's a threat so I was manipulated by that crazy when I really just should have hung up on him but and people don't understand that if my brother yes god forbid like knock on wood if he did god forbid pass away that's not on me yeah, I mean, he that's... was the one using the drugs and manipulating me. Like people don't understand that it's like when people are like, "Oh, it's the parents' fault for the kids using their." No, do the parents shove a needle into their? No, no, it's not their fault. Yeah, no, of course not, and it's also not the person's fault. But I think an important thing that people talk about in recovery um, is that like you have to, you have to want to get better. Like you have to. Like it's not 100%. enough to be in the program. It's not enough to do like to do the time to do time or whatever like if you're not trying if you're not putting the, in the effort it's not going to happen so like we can all be behind or we could all be behind my brother and you know rallying for him and we were like my parents he lived with my parents when he died like yeah it was awful um but like he like you know my parents did everything for him and that he was their whole life and yet somehow like I was too. I think that's what being a parent is. I've never understood it. Not mm-hmm. going to <laughs> not going right. to figure it out. Yeah. But like yeah, it's like it's it's not his fault other than the fact that he did not have the ability to to get better. Like he didn't he just didn't have it in mm-hmm. him. I mean, and that's where like you know, you can ask yourself like was it a suicide or was it an overdose and in the end like doesn't matter. This is going to sound bad, but like dead is dead like mm-hmm. Like, knowing that isn't going to change it. But don't you think it. that addiction is suicide, though? <laughs> yeah. Because when you're... I mean, yeah, in a lot of ways. When you're... Well, because I talked to my family friend, Alan, who I really... I'm going to eventually have him on the podcast, but he told me, he goes, you know, he was using heroin for over 10 years, and he was in a gang and everything. Yeah. And he was like, when you found out that the, the weed on the corner of Ashland and Webb's and Western almost killed you he goes you, or killed somebody like literally killed somebody from that dealer that's where you go because that's how good the heroin is so it's like if you want to be that close to death yeah that's suicide it's yeah. like i want to be this close you know when you you're drinking yeah. and you want to be it's like you want to get more and more dr- that's like how much people who are addicts they need more and more and more and more and it's like the death unfortunately sometimes is a result of that and it's like you know, and and I've watched and heard, and I've I've met people in his house that I've literally met face to face, and two weeks later, oh, he died. Yeah, I mean that's like, you know, when you are in a community of people who are highly addicted, especially to things like heroin and alcohol, uh, the number of people you know who die just goes up and up and up, and like. I don't know. My my parents would hate it if I said this. I think most people would hate it if I said this. But, like, my brother was always, like, a ticking time bomb. And, I mean, that is that is so deeply depressing. And I'm no, not... No, Jackie, it's not. Like, it's I'm not... I'm, not that it's not depressing, but it's, like, it's not so outlandish right, for you like, to say that. I'm not trying to minimize it or make right. it be, like, it was inevitable. But in so many ways, we do not have... We don't have the ability to, like, um, treat treat schizoaffective disorder properly yet mm-hmm. we don't have the ability to even diagnose it mm-hmm. or addiction he, do you think he coped with his schizoaffective he masked it with 
that that's the first sign of schizoaffective disorder. I, I all the doctors who listen to this are going to be like, that's not true. Right. But I think it is true that the first sign of one of the first signs of schizoaffective disorder is uh, self medicating with like intense drugs. Like my brother Narcotics. started. Yeah, my my brother started smoking weed when I mean now this is normal, but like probably when he was like ten or twelve. Once again, like... 13, 12, 13. Right. Normal now, but at the time... Oh! Like, that's... like, chastised in our community. Yeah! Like, what the fuck? Yeah! How do you even get that at the age of 12? Right. Exactly. No, our... Here's the thing, is, like... And I don't want... I never want to minimize your experience, but, like... Minimize it, our, <laughs> our experiences are probably... 96% similar. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just... And I think all... At, and I have... This is another thing that's like it's not outlandish to say this. All addicts are the same. They're all I'll, the same. I think I think they're all battling similar demons. Mm-hmm. And I think, but it's the the traits of like manipulation. It's all about me. Like, well, right. That's that's what addiction does to you, right? Because right. if you need something all of the time, that's like I don't know. Yeah. I've had to, I've like I don't know. I've never dealt with addiction in that way, but I mm-hmm. can see. Yeah, I can see the like. The um, patterns and, and like the the I can't even remember the phrase the word for it but like mm-hmm. it's like a tunnel tunnel vision there right it is. right right the tunnel vision of addiction where it's like it's the only thing you can think about it's the only thing you can see yep. how are you gonna get your next high mm-hmm. and especially when like you're so low like I don't even drink that much anymore um, not that I ever did but like being hungover makes me so depressed that like so I depra- can't do dude. it I can't. Like, I, I, it is not fun for me the day that it, I am drunk or the night that I am drunk because the next day is, oh. like, not only am I sick, like, I'm regretting every decision I've ever made in my entire life for yeah. a No, I get day. that. No, I, I haven't, Sorry, I haven't I have drank. Cold. I keep doing No, that. you're good. I drink, but not a lot. And when I say I drink, it's, like, a couple glasses of wine and I'm pretty good because I'm an antidepressant, so everything kind of yeah. is ramped up a yes. little bit more. But yeah, same. Since I told myself I was like, since college I haven't gotten that like since college I haven't gotten that drunk. Like two yeah. years ago when I was in Denver, I haven't gotten that drunk since I was there two years ago. Last weekend I got like blacked out, mm-hmm. and I never blacked out, but I got like brown out, blackout pretty much. Because I was talking to somebody, and they're like, you already told me that, and I was like, what? <laughs> and the next day, whew, suicide was like on my mind. It's baby. really bad. It, it is, is really, so bad. it is really bad. I've like I've gotten to the point where when I am hungover like if I can't be in my bed sad with a bottle of Gatorade all day then I am like your Instagram stories are crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my hangovers are yeah. me and a bottle once I see of... like I know you're hungover there's like eight like <laughs> photos and it's just like you and Pedialyte and like, we know what happened yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh, it's me with my sunglasses in bed yeah. like fully yeah, no nude sun. fully nude only sunglasses and yeah. like a bag of bread next yeah. to me oh. just like yeah really uh going for it yeah and uh i think to what you're saying about that is that basically the next day if you feel like that just imagine what people is that what yeah. you're trying to say exactly like if i if when like. i like have four glasses of wine the next day I'm like I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> like like I can't imagine like being having one one of like I mean let's not sugarcoat it like one of the greatest highs in the world is a heroin high mm-hmm. and then how low you get the next day couldn't be me 
Could not yeah. do it. No. I mean, I guess it Because <laughs> I'm yeah. cooler. Yeah, you know, PDLI doesn't yeah. fix it. Yeah, PDLI. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, PDLI does yeah. not fix it. Yeah, you can't hangover. go to Walgreens for a heroin hangover. What which I don't even know what that is. It's, it's just jo- called jonesing. It's but, called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <Is that> really? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, we are back from break. Hello. Hi. Um, you farted a little. I did uh, fart. Yeah. It sounded, I, but yeah. I it sounded like it. you were sitting on a chair, though. Have you ever seen like oh when you're like oh no I didn't fart. But it I sounded like it like chair. melted into the chair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was gonna be a sound one too. I'm not gonna do it. Okay, yeah. Because there's a uh, Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky like have a fart mic on their podcast they? and they fart in directly. I would love to go. On. Hi, Tom Segura. Uh, <laughs> You you heard of me? Start a petition. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I put an Instagram poll. You know this. I put an Instagram poll on my uh, Instagram story, which everybody should participate in because, like, Instagram. Yeah. Um, And it and I asked the question, which there was no right answer. It looks like there was wrong answers, but it's just because that's like the way it's formatted. Um, And I asked. Mm -mm. Your hair looks really good. Thank you. You're so does yours. Oh, if you've ever felt depressed or suicidal, what helps you get out of it? There's no right answer. So uh, the options were hanging and talking with friends and fam, working out or doing an activity, going to therapy, and then giving myself time to wait it out. And what one was hanging and talking with friends and fam, which I had an idea would. Second was working out, doing an activity. And mm-hmm. then the least popular was going to therapy. And then giving myself time to wait it out was just like a, like a little bit more, a little bit less. But... What I found interesting was when the first few people came in and answered, like, all the women were, like, talking and, to my friends. And then right. two of the men that voted were, it was, like, uh, waiting it out. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then, in which I was like, oh, there's going to be a pattern. But then as more men answered, it was, like, working out, talking to friends and family. So there really was no gender difference. Yeah. But I do have to say that the men that did answer, it was, like, it was either working out or really giving myself time They're, to they don't, they don't talk to their friends. Or, like, right, or go to therapy, which is, like... Men don't really, go to therapy. Which is, like, yeah, well, not so, to say Some men don't. do, some men do. Right, but it's, like, every waiting room I've been in is, like, all it's women. women, yeah. Yeah. Because women are smarter than It's not that women... Like, I, I was talking to somebody recently who, who was, like, have you really ever met a woman without, like, anxiety or, like, any of these mental illnesses? And I was, like, yes, but how many men aren't saying that they have... Right. I mean... <laughs> the first step is admitting it. Yeah. It's the ex- same thing with addiction. Exactly. Like, it's true. I, like, once my brother died, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but, like, once my brother died, I had to, like, come to terms with the fact that I, like, had a lot of my own mental illnesses that were just, like, not overshadowed. Yeah. I don't like you, that yeah, word. Yeah, I want you to talk about that a little bit more because, like, yeah. I, once I kind of went to college and was away from my brother, it almost felt like a reawakening because I was like, oh, but it's not about him. I have to, like, look inward and I went insane. I mean, I was so depressed in high school and I was away from my brother because I was in, at boarding school. Okay. And I, I didn't see it as depressed until so much later, like, maybe until, like, the last year or so. Okay. Um, but especially, like, once he passed away, like, I, you know, was coping in a lot of interesting ways. Um, like, I took up cigarettes and, like, don't smoke them anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Not, but not as often. Mom and like, dad, I don't. Mom and dad, I don't. <laughs> and I remember one night I drunkenly told my dad I smoke cigarettes. And I was like, you can't tell mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how old am I? Yeah. 
Also, my dad's the one who like taught me how to do coke. He didn't teach me how to do coke, but okay. he is the one who taught. I was like talking to him about doing coke, and he was like, "I was like, it made me shit the next morning." He was like, "That's because you got bad coke," and I was like, "You are cooler than me." Yeah, uh, like so much cooler than me. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's not a competition. Yeah, it's, you gave, you <laughs> it's, gave birth to me yeah, basically. So. so like, get over it. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He said that. He's like, well, it wasn't good coke. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's like, okay, Brad. Well, he, he like, was like, it was cut with baby laxatives. That's why you shat the next morning. And I was like, Dad, what? how come you're smarter than me about drugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, good for good you. Good for you, Dad. I'm like, I, I just felt like such a disappointment at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah, like, I, like, I don't know how to do drugs, right? You know? Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, he's like, if you need a guy, I got Yeah, one. I got like, one yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why did I talk about doing... You were saying that you were coping in different ways. Oh, yeah, coping in lots of interesting ways. I remember, like, one day I was trying to be really dramatic. I also was going through a breakup at around the same time, off and on breaking up with the same person for, like, a year, which is cool. How old are you, by the way? 24. Okay. You're 22, 22. right? Next month, 23, so, yeah. Okay, get over it. You're like a baby. Um. (laughs) We're, like, the same age. What do you... Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Exactly. But I remember, like, it was, like, I think, like, three weeks after my brother died and I was going through like this sort of breakup and I remember like walking around Wrigleyville and like having just had a glass of red wine at like 11 a.m. and smoking a cigarette and it was cold out and I was like brooding like oh I'm so (laughs) dramatic but like But once Doesn't I got, it feel good. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, last, it's the best. last night I smoked a cigarette because I was sad and I was like, "Yes, this is correct." But um, it's it's like it almost <laughs> when you're in that state, it's like I'm better than the world and the world doesn't get me and this is how everyone should feel. Right. Because the world is ending and it's sad and I feel this way. You guys don't because you guys don't get. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm so much more enlightened than all of you guys. Right. It's like because, why are you guys all drinking at 11 a.m. Right. This is what we're, right. We're, the world is over anyways. We it's might as well. ending now. I think that is uh, yeah. the brain of an addict who's like well yeah. everything's bad so i'll drink at 11 right anyway. but it's also depression as well well yeah and Where so i internalize the loneliness into no one feels this way so right it's almost like a cocky lonely where it's it like is where it's like the world doesn't feel no this one way. has ever felt as bad as me right um and you're also superior right and then anytime somebody says they're, you're like you're not depressed trust me like, I know what depression is. I, like, it's so funny because I would never say that out loud, but I do find myself thinking it even about myself. Like, I'll be okay. like, well, I'm not really depressed. Like, Oh, yeah, well, like, I don't clips, too, I don't sure. know what, like, I, I'm just sad. I'm not really depressed. Like, that's not, mm. like, especially because I had a brother who was so depressed. Yeah. It was, like, my depression is just sadness. And then, and then once he died and once I was, like, okay, I'm, like, I'm dealing with, like, sort of going through a breakup and I'm dealing with, like my brother is dead and like I'm don't I'm not in school for the first time in my life like my brother died two months after I moved to Chicago oh my God. so it was like I was alone the only person that I was really close to ended things with me and like it was just like a really I was like this is bad and then I had to be like okay I'm sad about those things how am I coping and when I'm not like being overly dramatic and coping like drinking wine smoking cigarettes how am I actually coping? And I realized, like, I was not. And that's when I started, like, going to therapy. And uh, and then I went to the doctor. Um, I was, like, seeing my gynecologist. And I was like, I think I have, like, really, really, really bad PMS. And it makes me super, super depressed. And she was like, okay, one, well, there's a term for that. It's called PMDD, which is 
what I have. Thank you so much. Um, oh, well, I know it, that. Yeah, it's like when it's when you're mental. <laughs> it's when you <laughs> have slide that in. Uh, no, you're like. <laughs> um, it, I just it's so dumb because it like it sounds like such an obnoxious thing to say. It's when your PMS no, is thing. like yeah. worse than other people's. I'm like right. I have the worst PMS. Like, yeah, I'm a yeah. Real woman. You? Yeah, like fuck yeah. you. You don't what you get cramps, baby. Um, yeah, no. but it's like, <laughs> like when I you're, really bleed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like when your mental uh, health like symptoms are like. It's, like, the difference between being, like, a little bit sad during your period and, like, being suicidal. And, like, so that was starting to happen. And so I go up – I talked to my, my doctor, and this was, like, a year later. So a year after my brother died and, like, still, still going through the breakup stuff somehow. And, um, and I was, like – I was, like, I'm depressed – and, or I didn't even say I'm depressed. I was like, I have really bad PMDD. I'm sure that's what it is. Right. And she was like, you probably do. Yeah. But also, is there any time of the month where you don't feel depressed and anxious? And I was like, no. And she yeah. was like, have you ever been medicated for depression and anxiety? And I just started bawling. Oh, shit. I just like, I didn't even know it was going to happen. I just like broke down in sobs. It's the first time that I've ever like heard something and sobbed immediately. Like, I was just like, Because you, you you were almost probably just waiting for somebody to ask. Yeah, but, like, I didn't know that I was. Like, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, but My body had, knew. Like, my... That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, you probably my, had an inkling. Yeah. And that's, course. like, sometimes, too, when people, like, when somebody says, um, well, like, you know, at school or whatever, and, and so they're like, are you okay? And I would just immediately... But, but before that, I was completely... Right. No, it's just stress, first, but it's like... It's, but then when somebody's like, do you think... They're like how's your medicine and I'm like oh, yeah. oh my god yeah. I, I have the best roommate on the planet shout out Kathleen but I have the best roommate on the planet but when she asks me if I'm okay oh it's bad like sometimes I just won't even look at her when I'm upset because I know she'll be like are you okay and then I'll just be like I'll either be mean to her because I don't want her to ask me questions or right. I'll just break down sobbing yeah well it's it's that trigger that can like flip a switch super right. quickly uh, and yeah, it's it's interesting what trigger it, what triggers me is different at any moment. So right. I'm sure for oh, you, it for could sure. be it could be your brother, or it could be a job, or it could be you know your breakup. It could be definitely like anything. It depends on what you're 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 sad about. Yeah. But there's people too. Like I mean, the person who produced my podcast is Ashley, who's worked here too. Like she's my that one person that if I. Uh, she says something, which is like, I no, I'm not okay. It's funny like, you got quieter because, like, what if she right hears there. you being yeah. uh, talking good about her <laughs> yeah. and saying she's an amazing, wonderful person? No, um, no, I think it's like there's certain people that you know, like, have a certain connection with you. Where if they, there are certain people where I'm like, oh no, I'm fine. Oh, but then there's yeah. certain people I'm like, no, they get me, and like, if they, if I say I'm okay, they're they're they know I'm lying. Oh, so then I can't. So I either have to around, right? Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to distance myself from them unhealthy. <laughs> I can't do that or, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. really don't do that. I don't. But you're saying like just lie and be like, I don't, it's fine. Right, yeah. right. Like I mean, yeah. I'm usually pretty honest when I'm upset. Like if some, especially if someone points it out to me and they're like, "You're being a bitch today." Or, like, are you upset? Right. Or something like sure. that. I mean, people aren't that mean to me, but yeah. that's how it, like, feels in your yeah, head, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so then, yeah, so then you eventually did start going to therapy and... Yeah, I started going to therapy and then I got on antidepressants and, boy, those first few weeks on antidepressants, for me, 
the best weeks of my life. It was amazing. I because your your hormones are or not your hormones, your serotonin levels are like they're leveling out. So mine got real high. On? I'm on Lexapro. Okay. Except I think I'm I so I, I I have to go. I I literally wrote a note in my <laughs> phone last night because I'm I'm PMDDing right now. And, um, <laughs> thank you. I'm so cute by the way. I'm so PMDDing. I'm so brave. Yeah. And last night I like I forget to eat when I'm. I mean, everyone forgets to eat when they're depressed, but I was right. like, like, I was sitting working on some jokes, and I'm, yeah. like, sitting on my couch, like, writing and writing, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm hungry, I need to make food, I'm hungry, I need to make food, I'm hungry, I need to make food, and then it's, like, 9 o'clock, and I haven't eaten since uh, 10, yeah. and I'm, like, oh, no. And it gets to the point, too, where you're so hungry that you look at food, and you're, like, Oh, Ew. my God, everything looked disgusting last night. Yeah. Anyways. I was, like, all... I want salt, but Cheeto, ugh. Ugh, that's disgusting. Yeah, no, all food sounded bad. But that's just, yeah. all that is just to say, I literally wrote a note last night being like, I have to go back to my doctor to figure out what mm. medication I need to get on because that's important. I feel like I'm like bottoming out again or yeah, something. And for like, sure, for sure. It's been a, almost a year of being on antidepressants and like they're great, but also. You got a long road ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, girl, but it's like, it's it sucks and that's part of I like, know. and not to like burst your bubble, but it's like, no, it's just, I, know. I, I was in like square probably when I was like, 14, 15. Yeah. I've gone through, uh, so for a nine, ten years, I've been on some sort of uh, ADHD stimulator yeah. or uh, antidepressant, and I finally found my uh, like concoction two years ago. So eight years, I didn't know what I was on. It's like or what I should be on. Right, and it like Lexapro was great for a little while, and mm-hmm. might I, I? I'm like, and it might still be great. Just kidding. I'm pretty depressed. Uh, it's like, I need to go back to the doctor. Yeah, this is um, not the sponsor for Lexapro. Yeah. If anyone was wondering out there who's Lex- listening. It, yeah. But Lexapro, if you want to sponsor me, I'm going to be off of health insurance in a year and a half. And yeah. this shit's expensive. So. Yeah. <laughs> Lower the prices, up. baby. Yeah. Uh, no, I, and, and so it sounds like, so what would you answer for the question? Like, that, what helps you when you're depressed? Like, is it going to therapy? Is it working out? What, what would your answer be? That's that's if really hard. One, like if I, I had it's to like pick I one, go I do all of them, but it's like what would your one thing? I think on if I'm being honest with myself and want to get the most better in a quick amount of time, yeah, it is talking to my friends. Me too. And mm-hmm. it especially like it is me being in my bed, calling my mom and calling my best friend Steph, and mm-hmm. like Kathleen coming into my room and being like, "Can I get you something?" Mm-hmm. Actually. When people are too nice to me when I'm depressed, it also really bums me out. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't yeah. need you to be nice to me. Because you don't want to feel talked down to or condescending. Yeah, or like pitied. Or a burden. That's what I I'm don't want to feel pitied or like I'm a burden or For like. For sure. Like right. I that's like the whole thing. or that I think I'm important. Like God right. forbid that you that you take time out of your day to come to me to help right. me with right. my problems. It's just like me 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 right. me. Feel, yeah. And then, but when you're depressed, it is. Me, 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 because yeah. you're just literally trying but to survive. But that's okay. People need to know, like, that that you're just as important. It's like, that, like, your roommate, I'm sure you would do the same for her. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. we ha- like, we have done the same for each other. Right. But, okay, so now I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you balance the me, 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 I need to take time yeah. for myself if I'm depressed with... I should mic every night. I have 20 shows in 30 days. Like, this month I have 20 shows in 30 days. Plus I need to mic. When the fuck am I going to do that? Plus, I have a job. Plus, I, I need a social like I, life. I, like, what am I going like, to do? I don't. I don't mic. I answered my question. I, I mic, like, every night because I, I don't have that many shows this month. But 
Um, my thing is, like, I really don't take care of myself the best that I should, and I put it off because I'm like, oh, I'll just figure it out when I'm at work and I have downtime. I'll figure out how to take care of myself. So I set a reminder on my phone that says work out. I don't. I disregard it. Like right. I, I literally disregard it, and then I look. Uh, I'll, I'll be like, if I get to, I'll speed walk. This is, this is trying to fit everything in. I'm not kidding you. Today before I came here, I, I, I was halfway to the bus stop. It said six minutes, and then I didn't have my venture card. Ran back in my house, got my venture card, sprinted to the bus stop, made it to the bus, and I was like, oh, this is my workout. Like I, I because I'm like, I don't have time. Like I oh, went yeah. to work, uh, went home to have a snack, came here doing the podcast, and then I'm going to a mic. And then I'm going home. I have to make a lunch for tomorrow. I have to make. I haven't eaten dinner yet. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, not. absolutely not. When, no. When, it's, when would I? Why would I eat dinner? And right. Then, especially because I like. I'm a woman. I have body image issues. I right. think we can all relate to that. I'm like, and then it becomes a food eating thing. It's like, oh, pff, I don't have to talk about this for. I dude, I, we can. Yeah. I don't have time to eat food. I'm miking, no. and then like right. I'm I'm better than everyone else because I don't eat. You know. Oh, it's that such cycle. a power thing when you oh, don't my eat. God. Like nobody's ever been like said I don't eat to n- not be like a little bit proud of how they feel about have that. you this is a big thing that I'm I like, don't oh, I need to eat dinner and they're like oh my god they work so hard <laughs> right That's, or and I didn't even have time oh. yeah well in high school and in college a big thing in my groups of friends which were primarily women like I pointed this out to some friends recently and they were like holy shit that's true the the like first half of all of our conversations would be what I ate that day or what they ate that day. Like, really? yeah. And like so much, so many of our conversations were just like, Oh my God, I barely eaten today. Oh yeah. Like what'd you eat? Oh, like I had like a spoonful of almond butter and like, I had some like peanuts later. It's, like, it's oh, like, yeah. You're being proudful about something that's actually just straight up unhealthy. Right. I mean, it's disordered eating at its finest. And especially right. cause like I was in an acting program and I don't think anyone in the program, one, I don't think anyone will listen to this, um, from the program, <laughs> not yeah. in general. And even but if like, they do, like I talk about people in my diving team and stuff and I never, yeah. I never bash them. I'm just like, this is what, this is what my but, experience was. Yeah. And like yeah. the truth of it is like, it was, there was such a contest of like who eats the least. Yeah. It's who, so unhealthy. And we all yeah. ate in front of each other because we would all eat in the dining hall and we were a really small program so we would all go to eat wow. together and then we would all go to class whatever we all live together so we know what who's eating what for dinner and like Damn. it was the thinnest i've ever been but wow. it was not healthy right and like for sure you yeah. know stress puking and all this stuff and it's just oh like, my god yeah for sure dude yeah and and that's my thing right now is taking little steps to get better so this is what oh, I mean. so yeah. since i have like since i have all this shit going on. I'm also switching jobs. I started a new job on Monday, uh, which I'm super excited about. But I also, the how I find ways to take care of myself, uh, I'm doing two small things that I am more conscious about in my life right now is a lot of times I get so caught up in my OCE routines. Like if I lose something, oh, where is it? Like I have to constantly oh, know where oh. all my belongings mm-hmm. are. Um, if I get home, I have to put my venture card right away in my wallet. Otherwise I'll lose it. I'll never see it again, which I know my OCD is going to remind me. I have to put my keys right back in my backpack. But yeah, so what I, mean, I do, it's not rational. So what I do right now is like I actually do exposure therapy to myself where I like leave my keys on the table for a second. I'm like, breathe through. They're not going anywhere. Right. They don't need to be in your backpack. You're not going to forget them. And if you do, you can have your roommate open up the door for you and ask her when she's going to be home. Like the, this stuff that's like the world, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Those you know? things where you're like, so the that's, world is ending. so that's one thing I do. The second thing I do 
is um, I was I, my my thing is I've always been a leader, but I've never been uh, able to come out of my shell in the sense of uh, like let loose. I've never mm-hmm. been able to dance without being like, oh, are they thinking of weird yeah, things yeah, about yeah. my moves or like. Am I am I being weird or like am I am I accommodating to this person this and I think that's also part of an issue of having a a sibling with issues is that you're trying to always accommodate to everybody else around you because that's so interesting Whoa. yeah so Whoa. so that's yeah yeah you yeah mm-hmm. obviously yeah you felt that and it's just like <laughs> I feel like I'm always kind of catering and it's like even if I'm like my stature I'm like oh does this person not like that I'm talking to this person so maybe I'll make a facial expression to indicate to this person that. I don't like don't talking like to this person, but I'm doing person. it out of courtesy. So it's like I'm constantly – so what I've been doing recently to, like, channel that is is just I, – um, I, I've always thought it was weird. So I also do this where I, um, I journal, but I don't – but I never journaled because I was scared that somebody else was going to read it. So I'd write it in a sense of, like, oh, if somebody else picked this up, they wouldn't think these thoughts are weird. So now I'm ex- trying to expose myself to be, like, my fullest self of being mm-hmm. weird. And so I – and I've, like, I will never – I was, like, I'll never talk to myself ever. Right. And now my thing is I expose myself by talking to myself and telling myself it's going to be okay and it helps me a lot. So those really? are the two things that, that's interesting. Those are the two things I do to get through like being busy, having to mic, doing all this stuff. So Yeah, that would be helpful. That's what I'm saying. So I'm it's also like, going to try like trying to carry snacks with you. My mom is a big proponent of like just keeping oh, some like almonds on you or like something. But it also part of it is like I'm not going to eat because I'm better than eating. It's like, "Oh my god, it's so fucked." No, I know I know I had any so I <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there's one, can we talk for like five, like five more minutes? Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um, thank you. So I was going to ask about, yes. the, like the joking about suicide. I just want oh, to yeah, wrap yeah, up, yeah. Up, up on that. Cause I know like that was probably what we we're going to talk about in the beginning, but like obviously we just get caught up in other things and it's, that's what I love about it is like, you know, I never really know like what the yeah. conversations are going to be about and that's why I just like to like dive right in. But, um, so what I noticed about you is like. I didn't really know you, but I saw you on stage, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I like her because she talks about suicide. Like, you joked about suicide, and mm-hmm. I was like, and you joked about your brother dying, and I was like, my first joke was about my brother using heroin that I, like, pretty much did. And then I have jokes about suicide, too. Like, you know that. And, and so I think, and um, and so I just want to, so so I just want to tell you something, really, and, and what you, your thoughts are on this. I, I did this joke at Comedy Bar. Uh, and you know how hard the downstairs stage is. It's <laughs> that's the only me? stage that's made me cry over comedy. I'm not. I, I've only I've, cried about comedy from that stage. I've cried from comedy bar twice, upstairs and downstairs. Okay. So 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 what but happened to me was I do this cried. joke, and and I'm sure you, you've heard it before, but I do this joke where I'm like, uh, there was a suicide recently. Somebody jumped off a building, and I was like thinking about like. I think that'd be the last way that I would like want to commit suicide because like I used to be a gymnast so like if I jumped off a building I'd stick the landing right that is I've heard you workshop that joke thank that you. is such a good joke thank you so like that's my joke right right and I did that at comedy bar and then the previous joke the the the, the f- after joke it was about how I attempted suicide and then and then the lady there and I, and I go into like I, I attempted suicide because I was so competitive and I was always focused on getting first place and the lady in the in the hospital took like less Xanax than me and I was like how did she take me out of first place right so it was like that joke and I can tell like I was so proud of myself because I got it crushed dude like really I, I got an applause break like on the fucking worst stage oh I'm shocked I yeah sorry so continue. so that happened right yeah and I felt so good I, I walked to go upstairs and I'm like ah, I'm so fucking happy and I walked to go upstairs and there's this lady she her face is like red and she was like don't you ever fucking don't even say my name she's like don't you ever fucking joke about suicide my nephew killed himself and I was like I understand why you're a fucking cunt. Like, 
shut the fuck like it was just like it was just like I, that's why I have this podcast to like joke about this shit like right. it's like obviously, obviously I don't think that he comes out because no his and it's like cunt. it's just so unnerving that it's like not only did I make a joke about suicide but then also back it up with the fact that like I've literally attempted suicide so I can fucking say whatever I I'm here because it didn't work so like I you fail exactly <laughs> okay bye we're done with <laughs> um, yeah but it's just like don't uh. but it's just like that kind of stuff where like uh, I was just literally like fuck you yeah but it's like you're mad because I got an applause break problem like if it bothered right. she probably would have been so happy she's like oh, don't you course. dare joke of about course. it but because it worked she got up and laughed and I just want to know your thoughts on that and like how you would like if you've had a similar experience yeah how do you feel about that um, I, it's interesting doing, doing suicide material has been a real like up and down thing for me because yeah. I, the first, the first time I ever got on a stage was at the Shuba's open mic, uh, a month after my brother died a month and three wow. days. And I remember walking, I was walking around Chicago and I was like, I got to do it tonight. I got to do it tonight. This is the night I'm going to start stand up. And like, I wrote literally five minutes of material that day, just walking around Chicago, um, and I wrote it all about my brother's suicide. Like, the entire set was about his suicide and the experience that I went through. Killed, by the way. Thank yeah, yeah, so yeah. Much. Hell yeah. Dude. And also, if it hadn't killed that night, I probably would not keep doing comedy. So, like, wow. because I it was never my plan to do stand-up. So, I, like. No, it's so happy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but if it hadn't gone well that night, I probably would have been like, I was right. I'm not good at this. And because it went well that night. And you wrote I've about done, something so vulnerable. Right. And, like, it, I've always joked about my brother because that's a coping mechanism and, like, my best coping mechanism. Um, but so I did that I did that material about my brother, I guess, four minutes. Then I took um, – shout out Alex Cumin's femcom class. And yeah. uh, she she was, like – I was writing about my brother and I was, like, I don't want to write about that anymore. And she was, like, it's if it's what's on your mind, you have to write about it. And, like, Mm. especially because I was so new to comedy at the time. (laughs) This is a year ago. But, like, I was so new new to comedy a year ago that, like, I I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Like, whatever. Um, And so I wrote five minutes on my brother. Once again, we do our graduation showcase. It kills. I'm like, I'm going to be a revolutionary comic. (laughs) I'm going to talk about suicide. I'm going to be so strong and so cool. And then I did my first book show was like a couple or was like a month later and it was at a queer comedy night and uh, it was during Pride and um, let me like I mean obviously it should have been obvious to me talking about suicide in a queer space not helpful for anyone like yeah the rates for suicide in queer communities is so high and I wasn't thinking about that yeah but. It, okay. And it's also it's like it's my it was my truth and it was also the only That's fucking material That's I what I'm had. Thinking, where right. it's like it's like, right. Where it's like that's almost sometimes better because I've had somebody come up to me who's like, "Hey, um, I struggle. My brother struggles with like addiction, and you really helped me." So that night, so I do I do my set. It gets a few laughs. I transition to some stuff about sex, which gets way more laughs. Yeah. And after the set, like I mean, people clap. It's not like I bombed or anything. But someone came up to me afterwards and was like, that was so helpful, like, and it was so good to hear and yeah. all this stuff. But the quiet of the crowd, it made me take a real hard mm. right turn from that. And because... There's certain quiets you feel. Yeah. There's a quiet where it's like, oh, we're just not into it. And then there's a quiet right. where it's like, oh, we're actually judging you. Or it's not for not, me. I'm not saying they were judging you, but I'm saying that's how I feel. Right. Sometimes we're like, we don't like you. And there... Right, there is the we don't like you. That's what I felt and then when it's I just cried like, at oh, Comedy we're not Bar. It. 
And then there's yeah. the, the, we're not digging it. And then. <laughs> Sometimes I hate that <laughs> It can be a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, but then there's the quiet of, we're really thinking about what you're saying. Yeah. And we're feeling sad. And that is not my job. Yeah. I am not a TED Talk. I am right. not. Right. And so I had, and even if my jokes are funny, and I think my jokes about suicide and my brother are funny, mm-hmm. if an audience isn't ready for it, then it is my job to get them ready or to not do the material. And if I'm not yeah, getting the right. audience into that, like, uh, space, headspace, that space of mind where they can laugh at a joke about my brother's death or laugh about my own thoughts about suicide – then then that's 100% my responsibility. And if I don't get them there, then I can't do that joke. Hmm. That's interesting. Because I, I, do, I do the joke uh, here at Laugh Factory a lot. Yeah. And it's like people aren't expecting that. Because I do the whole set about being a Jew and getting yeah. a breast reduction and having a well, stepmom. And, you and also that. do it towards, like, I middle end, it, right? I do... My I do the my suicide joke, the one about, like, me competing with a woman at uh, the very end. Yeah. And I do it because I think... Uh, it's my it's it's one of my best jokes I, I think and it usually gets the most laughs um, and, and it's almost like it le- like like my even though my set isn't about that it's like oh she's dark and it's like everything kind of just like leads up to that so it's like oh I'm gonna close on that because this is my darkest joke I'm not gonna go up and be like hey so I tried to kill myself it's right. like a little awkward you know of so course. I ease into it so it's like but my thing is sometimes I I ask like can I tell a personal story and they're like yeah and then I'm like if they don't laugh I'm like well this you knew. This right. Is, yeah. Like, and I don't care. That's my thing now is, like, I have to separate myself from, if they're not ready for it, that's their problem in a sense. And, like, mm-hmm. of course you have to read the crowd. I'm not going to do it at an open mic with three people. But if it's a room full of people that have laughed at every other joke, it's like, okay, they like the dark stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I won't do it if they don't laugh at, like, a Jew joke that's, like, I'll oh, I'll joke about killing totally. Jesus. I'm like, you're not going to like when I try to kill myself. You right. You know, it's oh, like, this is way worse. When so. I talk about fucking a baby and then I talk <laughs> about getting roofied, like, yeah. If you don't laugh at fuck a baby, you're not going to laugh at roofie. Exa- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it is yeah. about feeling the room, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, okay to joke about suicide, um, but you have to run all of your jokes by me. And one last thing I was going to say is, like, I, th- I don't think people understand the, the uh, like, levity of it, too, where it's, like, a lot of people are, like, oh, you can't joke about suicide, but sometimes people's jokes aren't funny. It's, like, oh, well, you should just kill yourself, and it's, like, that's not a joke. Oh, that's not, yeah. That's just, and then. It, that's not a joke. I'm talking like joke jokes, and it's like people it's are the same thing with like rape jokes, where it's like, oh, I'd rape her. It's like, and it's like that's no, not funny, but like making a clever joke, especially from the perspective of a woman that's, about rape. Right. That's, that's what hilarious. I'm saying. Where it's like I'll rape, and it's like, wait, but that's it's not even that's not funny because it's a rape joke. It's not funny just in you didn't write a fucking joke, right? That, there's no punchline. Okay, that's what I was. Okay, yeah. Um, so the okay. same with suicide. Yes. Uh, out of time, but we're out of time on doing time. Where can people find you? You can find me. Oh, I was like, where can you find yeah. me? Uh, my address is. Yeah. Um, no, you can find me at Jackie Cooper. Uh, so, okay, my name is Jackie Cooper. <laughs> All of my social media is Jackie Koopa. Yeah. So instead of ER, it's AH at the end. So okay. Jackie Koopa. Okay. Does that make uh, sense? Yeah. And then that's like Instagram Twitter, and Twitter. Twitter. Um, that's Insta, Twitter. You can find me. Yeah. I don't and have a SoundCloud. And you post about your shows on like. Oh, yeah. I post about my shows. <laughs> I don't. I can't plug a SoundCloud. Um, I post about my shows on both of those mediums and on Facebook. I mean, if you really. Yeah. If you see this and you desperately want to friend me on Facebook, do it. I'll probably accept you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, please. Thank you, to- Drew. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for watching. Please subscribe, rate, review, uh, doing time. Thanks for watching, doing time, everybody. Thanks.